Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I uh, had such an interesting morning. I recorded a podcast today and then right as I was about to finish, I felt really good about it. <laughs> you know, one of those podcasts where just like everything flows really well. Like I just had that feeling, you know, and then right as I was about to finish, we lost electricity at this house we're renting here in Costa Rica where we are right now. And I lost the entire file. <laughs> and I had one of those moments, you know, because we're literally at the very top of a mountaintop right now. We don't have any internet. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no internet connection up here. And I had one of those moments where like, okay, I can choose now to either let this completely frustrate me and, you know, for this to kind of like, oh, be a thing. Or I just take a breath and immediately, you know, accept the fact that that was not the podcast that this world was supposed to hear this week. (laughs) I had that moment where I just like took a breath, went outside and I was like, Tennis, let's, let's go to yoga class. <laughs> and that's what I did. So we drove down off this mountain. I went to yoga class to one of the little local studios here. And now I'm back and I feel good. <laughs> so we are in Costa Rica right now. It's been a, it's been a minute since I was able to just sit down and record kind of alone, like just speaking from the heart. I've had a, a bunch of amazing guests on the show the past couple of weeks, and uh, I've missed really, you know, just sitting down with no one else on the other end. It's always wonderful and always a little nerve wracking for me whenever I have a guest on the show. And uh, I learn so much, but I also love these moments of just, it's like a processing for me, you know, just to sit down and touch in and connect. So happy to be here. And I thought we probably all, right now in this moment could use a little bit of centering. So before I dive into all the topics of this week's show, let's take a moment to close the eyes. So wherever you're at, if you can find a space just to close your eyes and find a place of center for a couple of minutes here. And 
immediately, yeah, the moment you close your eyes without, you know, thinking that you have to change anything or go into the breath or anything like that, just right away feeling in. How are you doing in this moment? Yeah, not five minutes ago, not five minutes from now, but in this exact moment right here, right now, how are you doing? I'm just feeling into that, listening for the answer to that. And see if you can maybe take a breath into that place, not to try to change something or feel better, especially if you're feeling a little low or you have something that you're working through right now. But just a breath to give yourself more space to feel that. Yeah, to really experience the feeling that you're in right now. So letting your next breath in grow a little bit deeper. And letting your breath out become a little bit fuller. What does it feel like in your body, in your heart, to be here in this moment in time? And sometimes we ask ourselves that question and the answer that comes doesn't really feel like an answer. Sometimes I feel that way, like, hmm, I don't know what I feel. Maybe I feel a little numb today. I feel like I don't feel anything at all. Or I feel confused or I feel nothing, you know? All of those things are emotions too. Yeah, feeling numb is feeling something. Feeling confused is feeling something. Feeling distant is feeling something. So give yourself a couple of moments just to really listen to what your heart has to say in this moment right now. You're in this place. Yeah. Just maybe take a moment to feel into where you are. The place you're sitting in right now, the clothes on your skin, the room or wherever you are, just your surroundings, this place you are. Life brought you here. Whether you... (laughs) wanted it or not, this is where you are. What does it feel like within the heart to allow yourself to be in this place? And sometimes, you know, the response to that question is just, oh man, I feel so joyful, totally grateful. I feel elated, excited, energized. And if that's where you're at right now, give yourself a moment to really own that. Yeah, I think we are really quick, actually, when it comes to those really, you know, the emotions we try to label as positive or good, you know, we're pretty quick to gloss over them, actually. Sometimes if we feel truly joyful, we feel almost ashamed, you know, like we shouldn't have it too good or we shouldn't be too happy. But right now, see if you can expand into that feeling a little bit if that's where you're at. You know, what would it be like if you owned this emotion completely, if you allowed it all the way? Let it stretch out into the fingers and the toes and just let it occupy a little more space inside of your body. I'm just feeling there. What's it like to feel joy in this moment? Can I own that joy? Can I feel that joy? Experience that all the way. And then maybe you're on the other end of that spectrum right now and what you're feeling isn't joy or that excitement, but you're feeling sadness. Yeah, maybe moving through some grief right now, healing something really hard, really challenging. Or perhaps you're a little agitated. Yeah, maybe angry, frustrated with something, irritated, annoyed, or anxious, worried about something. And then feeling into that. Yeah, whatever spectrum you're at, or whichever end of the spectrum you're at right now emotionally. 
practicing that same exact thing also here. Yeah, so if you're feeling low, if you're feeling sad, numb, what would it be like if you owned that emotion right now? If you gave it a little more space to breathe, if instead of trying to fix something or change something or get away from that emotion, yeah, turn it into something else or come back to happy right away, if you just let yourself linger a little bit, okay, so sadness is here, okay, frustration is here, okay, what does that feel like? What's the quality that this emotion brings into my body? that sensation, that vibration of this energy, what does it feel like in the body, in the breath, in the heart, in the mind? And instead of trying to fix it, for just a moment, we let it be. And then take a deeper breath in through the nose. So your next inhale really grows deep and full. Inhale all the way. Exhale everything out. This practice is such a beautifully important practice, you know, allowing things to be, allowing our emotions to be the way they are, which doesn't at all mean that we're surrendering to our life situation. Yeah, it doesn't at all mean that we're just allowing things to happen to us. It doesn't make us a victim of our of whatever situation we're in, not at all. It just acknowledges the place we're at, right? So we're not shying away or pretending we're fine when we're not or not processing what's happening inside of us. But actually the moment we recognize what's here and we really own that emotion, what comes along after that moment of processing usually is a bit of empowerment, yeah? Or a little bit of space to feel into the next step we want to take a change we want to make, a boundary we want to set, perhaps. So we don't have to ever confuse allowing our emotions with allowing people to treat us, you know, however they like, not at all. But it's just that practice of getting to know ourselves a little bit better and getting to know our own inner space, learning how to navigate our emotional heart, right? So wherever you are, whatever life situation, whatever emotion, whatever breath, take a moment right here. Let your next breath in become the deepest breath you've taken all day long. So inhale, filling up, holding the breath for a moment at the very top, and then opening the mouth, let something go. And very gently flutter the eyes open. Hi, and welcome to the show. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. 
They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I love guiding these couple of minutes at the very beginning of a podcast just because it helps me ground too, right? Guiding anyone toward place of center always brings me back home. So speaking completely from the heart right now, how am I doing? (laughs) It's funny because if I would have asked that question a couple of hours ago, (laughs) when I recorded my first podcast of the day that went into the ether and floated away into space, I would have answered that question so differently. And it's such a, such a beautiful kind of physical you know, manifestation of how much our inner world changes and fluctuates all the time, all day long. I uh, woke up this morning, so we are in Costa Rica. It's a beautiful, beautiful time we're having here. I just closed a retreat and a festival, and it's my last retreat of this entire year, my only retreat of this year. It's been a bit of an emotional time, but now we have some downtime a couple of days before we go back home to Aruba. But this morning, Dennis went surfing really early, and then I had this beautiful, really, really, really laid back, calm morning with the baby. With How long can you call your kid a baby? By the way, she's going to be three in two weeks. <laughs> Probably not a baby anymore, but we still call her the baby. But I had a really calm morning here at this little kind of jungle house we're renting while we're here. And then from out of the blue, like we went from having this super fun, you know, we're, we're playing so much here, you know, nature is really abundant and everywhere. So every morning, as soon as we go outside, it's just, you know, this abundance of life and birds and animals and insects. And, you know, there are grasshoppers here, the size of like a mango, like it's, it's wild. So we're just exploring that every day. And then all of a sudden, we went from just peace to her smacking me in the face with a stick. <laughs> like welcome to motherhood like out of the blue and you know and I couldn't really process like how did we go from having such a calm fun you know peaceful time to her hitting me like hard like you know it was intentional man you know toddlerhood is not an easy time I think everybody knows that but I was just so and it became a whole thing and then became a meltdown and it became like oh and I could really sit with like man how quickly we can move from total peace to total chaos and then of course I gave myself a moment to to contemplate that you know when everything calmed down and I went to record my first podcast of the day and I was kind of processing and feeling emotional you know like yeah it's not a 
not a fun, happy feeling when your kid hits you all of a sudden, you know, and it's seemingly without a reason. And then the moment I kind of contemplated that a little bit, I just realized, so my mom was here for two weeks, Leia Luna's grandma, they are super close, they are literally like best friends. And she left yesterday. And probably today is a bit of a challenging day for her. You know, it's a big transition, big change. Um, I don't think we took enough time to really talk about that transition. Like, when are we going to see her next? It was just kind of, we, you know, she went on the bus and we waved goodbye and that was it. And transitions used to be easier on her when she was little. And now it's getting more and more challenging, right, to explain these things. And, and probably she's in the place right now where she's just emotional and trying to make sense of things and, you know, acting out and figuring out boundaries and limits. And we're all going through this process of being human, right? And I think this is for me where parenthood gets so interesting because our children go through this process of figuring things out right in the moment as things happen, which is super hard and amazing and and you know probably the way we're meant to work through things like you know she suddenly feels upset and immediately she's going to tell us she's going to scream or yell or cry or it's going to come out that way if she feels joyful immediately we'll know because she's literally laughing or singing or dancing you know it's such a such a in your face kind of thing where just you know literally I think every kid has their heart on their sleeve and whatever emotions there they act it out because you know that's probably how things are supposed to go and it also means that those moments they don't last very long you know three-year-old doesn't really go harboring resentment you know toward other people or towards something bad that happened it's just flowing going through the motions and then letting things go when they're done so working through that and kind of being in my own spiritual process of unfolding things and figuring things out and learning things about myself she becomes this beautiful mirror of you know, this is what it's like to live totally in the moment. And it keeps me in touch with my my own inner child as well, you know. And I can sense that especially in moments when she's having some sort of, you know, meltdown or acting out or, uh, and I don't have the patience to deal with that or if I don't feel centered or grounded and it's really hard for me to be present with her, then it starts to bring all my stuff to the surface too. It's like her wave catches a hold of me and it catches a hold of Dennis and all of a sudden we're all in this process of just, you know, riding the wave, but it's hard. I don't want to, you know, I'm learning a lot and I'm sharing a lot and learning a lot about myself as a parent, as a person, as I'm parenting, but I don't want to pretend that it's always easy, you know, that I have everything figured out because it's moments like today where I just feel like, man, you know, I don't, I don't know anything. (laughs) That was the feeling that I had. And uh, I was talking to a a friend the other day and we were talking about these moments. I don't like the term meltdown tantrum. We were talking about those, those moments where everything just kind of comes to an edge and it's just so intense. And she asked me, she was, and I was like, yeah, so I'm, you know, trying to stay super calm, of course, like when she's acting out and she's screaming and she's losing it, like I need to keep my feet on the ground and just be here. And I'm, and I'm just really calm. And then she said, well, is that how you really feel? And I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, is that how you really feel? Like in that moment, like she's hitting you and screaming and crying and you're there like all calm. Like, is that true? Is that true to what you're actually feeling in that moment? And I had to take a breath and go like, well, no, like, no, it's not. And then she asked, she said, well, don't you think she picks up on that? You know, like probably if you're feeling angry in that moment or you're feeling sad, like upset that she hit you, 
and you're there like all zen and quiet, you know, it must be kind of frustrating to, you know, imagine if you had a fight with someone or you're acting out with another adult and they're just there like nodding their head, being totally like, that's, that's frustrating, right? Like trying to create drama out of something when the other person isn't responding to you. And I had a little bit of a realization of like, man, I, I really want to find the balance between being totally truthful to how I feel in that moment without losing my feet, you know, from the ground, without it being scary for her. You know, I don't want to launch into my own emotional spin of like, oh, you know, like I'm still a parent. I'm supposed to be the mature one. But how can I continue doing that without faking it? And I realized I've been doing that, I mean, a couple times for sure, where I'm kind of putting on a face of, okay, here's the emotion that I'm going to show now because we need to stay calm. But what I'm actually feeling is something different. And then it was like a beautiful realization of just like, hey, like, of course, we're going to have a challenging dynamic if I feel like I have to be something else, right? So what I've been practicing lately is in the moments of that meltdown or that challenge, and this doesn't just work for kids, right? This goes for adults, for anyone you're dealing with in your life, any relationship that's challenging you or triggering in the moment is what if I can drop into a connecting emotion in that place, right? In the middle of the meltdown. So a disconnecting emotion, just to give an example, for instance, is anger, right? Anger is disconnecting. Uh, can be super scary, right? Whenever we're yelling or we're showing that we're angry, like that just separates us even more. But usually underneath the anger is something that's connecting, right? Sometimes I get angry because I'm scared, right? I'm fearful. I'm scared she's going to hurt herself. I'm scared something's going to happen. Like she's running into traffic and I grab her and I'm angry, right? I'm not angry, actually. I'm actually terrified, you know, but it shows up. It manifests as anger. Sometimes beneath anger is sadness, like, this morning, you know, I, I'm sad. Why is my kid hitting me? You know, I love her so much. Like, what am I doing wrong? Am I doing something wrong here? Like, I'm sad. So I'm trying to practice dropping into that connecting emotion that lies beneath a disconnecting emotion and then showing that. So I did that this morning. And just instead of like trying to be the adult and, hey, we, this is not okay. You know, we don't hit. That doesn't feel good. Um, I just, I just was sad and I kind of showed her that I was sad. And then after a while she was like, mama, what are you doing? And she was, you know, hovering around me, kind of feeling into the vibe a little bit. And I just said, mama's sad now, you know, why are you sad? I said, I'm sad because, you know, we had a hard moment just now and, and you hit me and it doesn't feel good. And then after that, mama's sad. It's okay. But mama feels a little sad right now. And then she crawled up in my lap and she was like, Lunis is sad too sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, everybody gets sad sometimes. And then suddenly what was this major meltdown became a conversation around sadness. Like, is it okay to feel sad? And then she was talking about Frozen and then Frozen 2, you know, Anna gets really sad because she loses Elsa. <laughs> and then we had all of these examples of when people get sad and it's normal to feel sad and everybody actually feels sad, you know. And somehow I, I'm kind of... I don't know, maybe she'll wake up tomorrow and hit me again. Like, who knows? I'm not, you know, trying to teach anyone a parenting class, but I'm hoping that we kind of tied it together in a sense where, okay, you know, if certain actions lead to certain things and we don't want to hurt other people. But I'm really realizing that there's no such thing as separating your own emotional space, like me as a person with all my stuff. I can't separate that from mothering my child, right? I have to learn to hold space for myself while holding space for her, right? Allowing her to process her emotions while I process mine. 
And sometimes, yeah, I lose my shit and I need to go into the jungle, which I've been doing these past couple of weeks and like yell a little bit, you know, not at her. Obviously, I'm not going to do anything aggressive toward anybody. But what's a way for me to release that frustrating or agitated emotion that sometimes comes along with these crazy things that happen when we're parenting our kids in a way that that isn't harmful, right? That just lets me release that energy, like go into the bedroom and punch a pillow or go scream at the ocean or, you know, do a dynamic meditation or find a way to burn through those emotions like we're in these mountains here and yesterday I, I just it wasn't very far it felt so far but then I looked like you have that little the health app on the on the iPhone I've been using that a little bit just to see in terms of like how we're moving around I I just did one kilometer like I hiked up this mountain one kilometer it's like nothing it's what is it point seven miles or something. I don't know. It's, it's very, very little, but it's literally so steep. I climbed 60 stairs, like 60 stories, not 60 stairs, but 60 stories. That's what the, my app calculated, like one kilometer up. Like I basically went vertically, like straight up. And I was just charging up this mountain, like feeling frustrated about something and just letting it be shook off in a sense. And then coming back down, like I'm, I'm okay again. So it's... It's a ride, man. No one really tells you this about parenting, but it is a trip. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And to just continue on that on that note a little bit, I had a lot of people ask me, like, because I've been sharing a little bit on social media, when we have meltdowns or when we have tantrums, I, I don't love those those words. But yeah, when everything just kind of explodes the way it happens with kids. I've really realized that, you know, those moments are the ultimate, that's the ultimate test. Like nothing is, there's no bigger test to like, man, you know, how evolved are we really? (laughs) If you can like hold down a toddler's flailing arms, you know, while they're screaming full force, like sweating, you know, that whole like total meltdown wildness, and you can still somehow stay within yourself, you know? not check out, not go into like something crazy, you know, and just be there and just be present and somehow manage to hold your own space and theirs. Like, I honestly think that parenthood could be this fast track to enlightenment. Like there's nothing more spiritual than the humanity that comes out of us when we're parenting our children, especially in the hard moments. You know, I learn from her all the time every day, but especially in those moments, whoo. And I realized that it's when I try to fix things, you know, when I try to really like, okay, why is she upset? What has happened? How can I fix that? How can I tell her that I'm going to make this better or explain my way around it or, you know, get her to stop crying or get her to stop screaming or whatever it is I'm trying to, you know, whatever outcome I'm trying to get to. If I just sit there, right, if I just stay there and I allow myself to just be with her and I stop trying to fix what's wrong, It's like that ability to hold space for a little person in the middle of feeling so much, it brings in this, it's like taking a breath, right? In the middle of just a a total tantrum, it's like a breath comes in 
and I can sense the energy around whatever she's moving through totally shifting. You know, it's like, and it's the same thing for adults. You know, I need someone there on the other end to listen to me. You know, have you ever been in a in a in, a, in an argument with someone? And the other person isn't hearing you and you're just trying to get your point across. You're trying to make them understand how you feel, but they're not hearing you. You know, they're just barging through with their own point of view and how they feel and they think and they think, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than going around in a loop like that where you're just not heard, like not being heard, not feeling seen as a human being. Oh, it's the, oh, it's got to be one of the hardest things, you know, really, really, really is. So imagine for a child, right? Our kids are constantly looking for our attention. They're just, they just want to be seen. They just want to be listened to. They just want to be held. Like they just want someone else to be there. And I think this practice of learning how to do that, it's, it, it can be totally life-changing because not only are we parenting in a way where our kids feel seen and heard and accepted, right? No matter what challenging, really heavy thing they're moving through, but we're also learning how to do that for ourselves, Right? We're also learning about, as we learn about their needs, we're learning about our own needs. You know, I can see myself in her all the time, like having those moments of just, man, I just need to sit in my car and cry for a while because I'm so upset about whatever thing that happened that day. But when I don't have space for that, or when I don't have another person there to listen to me so I can share what happened, so I can process, so I can just feel seen, then chances are I'm just going to accumulate whatever is going on inside and I'm going to want to escape it instead. Yeah, so that's when I feel that urge to like, mm -mm, I need to like go drink some wine now or you know what, I need to go gossip about something. Like I get really into some other drama happening. Like that's really interesting and pulls me in all of a sudden because it's a distraction from my own, you know. Or I need four undisturbed hours watching bullshit things on Netflix to just numb my brain to not feel anything. You know, whatever the go-to is, that's when we go for that because we don't have enough support to actually process what we're really feeling. Like that thing, it's just the, the amount of time I spend doing that for my kid really shows me how little time I spend doing that for myself or how crucial it is that I continue doing that for myself all the time, like all the time, all the time. And that's what I think, you know, <laughs> it's been, uh, I've had a lot of people and this is especially true and not in all, you know, just in certain spiritual communities, I feel I've heard a lot of things around, you know, like it's selfish to have kids. Like that was something that I heard a lot when I was younger, also, especially in this one community I was really present in where a lot of people opted out from having children you know because it's one you know the earth is really overpopulated as it is and it's such a challenging thing to get parenting right and we have so much left to figure out on our own you know and how distracting it would be like I heard actually heard that argument how distracting it would be from the spiritual path like looking for God looking for enlightenment looking for oneness to then you know have to parent a child like that's a distraction from that path and I'm realizing more and more every day like it's the human part of all of this like it's the humanity in this process that's the spiritual way you know I I kind of had this idea when I was younger that, you know, to really be super spiritual, the idea of like, quote unquote, spirituality. Yeah, I, I got to go to the Himalayas and I got to sit in a cave somewhere. I got to renounce all of the worldly, you know, longings that I have. And you got to be celibate and, you know, only eat certain things and be up at 4 a.m. and sit in meditation for hours. And, and this idea of like, you know, that's what, what finding God looks like. 
And I'm realizing now more, more and more that, you know, we're human beings for a reason. And for most of us, the majority of us, the way to God is not through bypassing our humanity, right? The way to God is through the things that make us human, the day-to-day struggles of comforting your kid when she's having a tantrum, you know, getting stuck in traffic on your way to work, like dealing with regular day-to-day relationships and the challenges that come through relating. Like we were put in this human body for a reason. We were put here on this earth with all the problems, all the crazy things that happen and have to unfold and that continue to unfold on this earth every day for a reason, right? Not to learn how to be less human and be more like God, but to through our fragile, vulnerable humanity, find our way through God or find our way to God through who we are already are. You know, it's through embracing what makes us human. Like that's, that's the way I really, really believe that. And I didn't really get that before I became a mom, you know, and I'm not saying like you have to have to be a parent to, to be spiritual. Like obviously not, there's a hundred thousand ways to go about this, but I am feeling more and more confident and it's, I don't have to, you know, give up all of my belongings and go meditate on a mountain somewhere to be spiritual. Like I, I have that challenge already, (laughs) you know, I have my own mountain at home in my family, you know, every day, like I'm, I'm present here every day. And I can choose to try to go around it, you know, and escape it and numb myself and, and, you know, be less present. Or I can learn that practice of, of sitting with it, you know, and especially when it's uncomfortable, finding presence in that discomfort, which for me is the essence of what yoga teaches us, right? Especially the asana practice. For me, it's like, that's the whole point. It's like nothing to do like nothing to do with being more flexible or, you know, getting into whatever complicated pose or, you know, it's that saying I love so much. It's not about, you know, touching your toes, but it's what happens on the way there. Yeah. While you're getting there, like what's that journey of of getting on your mat every day? And what does that teach you lingering in these uncomfortable spaces? How can you take that practice, the ability to hold things, right? Grief, sadness, pain, frustration, irritation, discomfort overall, the ability to hold that, expanding that container. And then you take that into your regular life and suddenly you can deal with shit, right? You can deal with heavy, hard things when universe throws you a curveball. Like you've been in discomfort before. You can do it again. You know what it's like to be in that place where everything feels so challenging, like it burns, it hurts, it's hard. And you take one breath. And then you take one more breath and then you take another breath and then suddenly you're burning through it. You know, suddenly you're in it, you're going through it, you're moving, you're processing, you're not avoiding, you know, moving around it. You're, you're climbing the mountain, like you're on your way there. And if anything, I just, I would love for this little moment of storytelling to be a reminder to you listening that you're doing the work right now. Like it's a really important thing to remind yourself of that you're doing this work right now. It's something that I feel I, I, I remind, probably what I remind my, my retreat participants and teacher training participants of the most in hard moments, because it's like the mind is such a tricky thing so that even when we're in the midst of challenge, like in the midst of learning things, in the midst of practice, in the midst of unfolding all of these old patterns, like really doing the work, 
your mind will tell you it's not working. Yeah, your mind will tell you, you need to do better. You need to work harder. You need to do different. You need to learn more. You need to change something. But actually, like right now, listening to this podcast, you're doing the work. You wouldn't be listening to these words if there wasn't something around what I'm sharing with you right now that you already resonate with, that you already know. Like, yeah. And that's why we read, you know, that's why we learn. That's why we listen to podcasts. It's why we go to different classes. It's why we're practicing. It's why we're that's why we're continuing to, to do this kind of work is because we need to be reminded of the things we already know, but somehow along the way we forgot. And if you're sitting at this place in your life right now where you feel like you need to majorly change something, like you're not doing good enough or yeah, like you're not spiritual enough, like that idea, who feels that way? You know, like, oh, I should be more spiritual. I should I should know more. I should be better. I should be more zen. I should be more at peace. I shouldn't snap at my kids. I should be peaceful all the time. I think it's really important to in those moments when we're super hard on ourselves and we think that, yeah, I need to go off to that retreat. I need to climb that mountain and sit there in silence. Like I need to do this radical change so that I can be perceived as more spiritual or be more spiritual. Like you're doing it right now. You're doing the work right now. You're learning something. You're in the middle of a life lesson right now, like right now. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy thought to just sit with for a moment? Like in this moment here now, you are learning a life lesson. What is it? Let's take a, take a moment to linger there. Oh, I, I love this inquiry because it's so, mm, a life lesson I'm learning right now. If you take a moment just to contemplate your life, the way your life is in this moment, the people you have in your life, the challenges that you have in your life, the challenges with people you have in your life right now, the transition you're in, the changes you're going through, that problem you have that you're pondering, that pattern that continues to come back. Like in this right now, you are learning a major life lesson. Yeah, there's something hugely important about what's happening in your life that you need to figure out or this wouldn't be happening. And this is a really hard thing. It's been a hard thing for me to, to fully wrap my head around, especially when what I'm going through really sucks. Like, oh, it's such a, a tricky spiritual question to ask. But like in the moments of my life where I've been going through loss, right, where I've lost someone that I loved and someone would say, well, everything happens for a reason. And I would just turn to that person and I wouldn't say it because, you know, I'm, I'm too Zen for that. <laughs> but I would just turn to them and go, you know, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know, my best friend just died and you're telling me it was for a reason. Like everything happens for a reason. Like people have kids who get cancer and people have children who die. People have best friends who pass away. Parents like we go through that kind of heartbreaking loss and you're going to, you know, you have the audacity to sit here and tell me that it's for a reason. Like, fuck you. Like, come on. You know, and I really, really struggle with that. And I still do. And then somehow and at the same time, right? And it's been in those moments of, of moving through overwhelming pain and grief that inevitably I would come to a place where not that it felt like it happened for a reason, like it had to be that way. But I would arrive at some sort of feeling of purpose, right, inside of me. Like a, something would click into place eventually, like, like a piece of the puzzle that just dropped into place where I realized, okay, even in this nightmare, 
right? I'm learning something. Something is unfolding inside of me. Like my capacity to feel is expanding in this moment through feeling this unbearable pain. Like, yeah, something's shifting. Something's happening. I'm learning something. It's a horrible, 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 horrible thing that no one should ever be going through. And it's not everything's for a reason, but I can find little, you know, moments of of light in that dark. And that's for me what this work is about. It's moving through those heavy moments and then feeling the light when it comes and holding on to that and not letting it go. And I think the light that we find in the darkest times, those are the moments that that stick with us. You know, the lessons that I learned in those really challenging times of my life are the life lessons that never went away. You know, the ones that were really there to stay, the ones that really, really, really made a difference in my life. And yeah, would I trade it all for five minutes with my best friend? Yeah, you know, fuck those lessons. Like I would give it all away, (laughs) give it all back, like for sure. But the life lesson that we're learning now, and sometimes it's that lesson that, that we really don't want. Like most of the times it's the lesson that we really don't want. And especially then, how can I sit with this and feel this and be here in this without allowing myself to, to, to feel like a victim, right? Or without maybe thinking that by allowing this emotion to unfold inside of me, I will never set a boundary again. You know, it's like I have to allow everything to come my way in life because that's not true either. You know, sometimes these things comes our way for us to find our voice, to speak out loud, really like that big fat no to come out, you know. So sometimes in all of this, it's for us to really get to that place of empowerment or for that yes to become a no or for us to just figure out like where am I comfortable to exist in this space is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer IXL learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies IXL is designed this program will improve your kids grades studies done in almost every state in the country the kids who had IXL are consistently doing better powered by advanced algorithms IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality and it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So as you're contemplating your own, you know, space that you're in right now, and, you know, it doesn't have to be these heavy, hard things, right? It's easy for me to use grief as an example because it's something that I know really well. But if in this moment you're learning a life lesson, what is it? You know, can you give yourself a moment just to touch on that a little bit? In this struggle that you're in right now, what is unfolding inside of you that's teaching you something that, you know, is valuable enough that you're going to keep that with you for the rest of your life? For me right now, aside from the constant and continuous (laughs) cycle of, of, of life learning that I learned with my daughter every day for the past weeks. It's been kind of culminating for me over the past couple of weeks, but really it's the past few months. I am learning about boundaries, 
really learning about boundaries. It's also, it's, it's, it's cool because of course my, my daughter is a great reflection of that. She's great at setting boundaries. Like for her, when it's a no, when she doesn't want to talk to you, she's, she's not going to talk to you. If she doesn't want to give you a hug, you're not getting a hug. Like it's not going to happen. We had someone just now, just like, you know, an hour ago walking on the street and this girl came up and said, oh my God, Leia Luna, can I take a photo with you? And this is like a, like, I really don't like it. <laughs> You know, of course, I've made the choice to, you know, I share photos and things of my daughter online, but, you know, my kid is not a celebrity or a person you stop on the street to take a selfie with. Like, that's just not cool for me. And before I even had a chance to like politely be like, hey, you know, actually, we don't do that with her. She just looked at her and said, no, I don't want to take a photo with you. (laughs) But she said it in a way that came off like really sassy. But it was so clear, like, no, why would I want that? And because it was so clear, the girl was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Just, you know, have a really good day. You know, so good to see you guys. And then she went about her day. She wasn't offended. Everything was fine. But I admire that in her. I admire that in kids. Like most kids, I feel like have this, you know, we're not afraid. They're not afraid to embarrass you, you know, or to hurt your feelings. Or what if I say no, maybe you won't like me anymore. As adults, we do that. We're scared to say no. We don't want to disappoint people. I have that in me that I often say yes, even when I feel inside it's a no, because I'm scared you're not going to like me anymore, right? Or I'm scared I'm going to disappoint you. You're going to be disappointed in me. That feeling, like that fear I have of disappointing other people, it's like this life (laughs) fear that I've had my whole life. And I'm learning that right now. I've had a lot of different scenarios and situations I don't want to share because I don't want to share any kind of drama of any kind but where I've set a really strong boundary and then had that boundary challenged and two instances recently in my life where I somehow had that what I felt was a really strong you know no like saying no to something is really saying yes to myself like I don't want to do that that's my commitment to myself doesn't feel good I made this promise to myself it's a no But then I had two instances pretty recently where somehow that no, that was so true and genuine became a yes. You know, one instance with a friend where I felt like kind of like I had to and I would be disappointing them and I didn't want to challenge the friendship and we've been friends for so long and oh, I just, oh, you know, that feeling of, oh, okay, I don't want to do it, but okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. And as soon as I did that, right, as soon as I did that, everything kind of went to shit. Like that whole thing I said yes to that I knew didn't feel right, that I knew was a no. And that I've realized now it's not that it's something wrong with the other person. Like they should have listened to me more. They shouldn't have demanded that of me. It's me, right? It's me when I inside of myself, when I don't set the boundary inside of myself, like when the promise I make to myself isn't like a, you know, set in stone, like you know, when it can be challenged, I guess. I'm, I'm setting a boundary, but it's not firm. I'm not convinced yet. If I'm not convinced, the rest of the world is going to feel that, you know, that energy of, ah, you know, I don't know, is going to be picked up from anybody. And then it's super easy for anybody else to challenge that. So I, I realized, you know, it's not about the other person. It's me. Like I didn't commit to that boundary that I set. And then, of course, it ended up being something that, you know, I shouldn't have done and it wasn't great and all these things. And at the end of that whole ordeal, what was really beautiful was that I got to sit with a feeling of feeling affirmed 
and the boundary that I had set for myself in the beginning. Like this whole little drama that I just had wasn't even a big deal, but it had to unfold that way for me to realize. It was almost like the universe was showing me like, hey, you were right to trust your instincts. Like you were right to stick to that. No, like that's valid. And every time you choose to try to not disappoint the other person, then you end up disappointing yourself. And I think I've hit a place in my life right now where I am not okay disappointing myself anymore. Like this, I don't want to live a life where I, I'm you know, living for other people, where I care more about what other people think of me or how other people are going to perceive me. If I'm disappointing someone else, then I do disappointing myself. Like that betrayal when I disappoint myself, the, the vibration that I'm sending out to the whole world, right, is that I am not as worthy as everybody else, right? The promises I make myself don't mean shit. It's okay for other people to step on me because I'm stepping on myself all the time and I let that happen. And I let that happen in friendships. I let that happen in like family, personal relationships. And then I had that big realization of like, man, I should have stuck with that. No, like why did I let that be swayed? But then what came out of that was this huge feeling of just relief. Like I just felt so assertive in myself and the boundary that I've set since then what's different is it's not even a boundary I have to tell people about (laughs) like I don't have to shout it off the rooftops like I'm not doing this thing anymore like you cannot treat me like that anymore you know I don't even have to do that because it's so strong inside of myself it's so firm like I feel so assertive within myself about this boundary because I set it to myself I don't have to tell anybody about it and since this moment since this little like dramatic unfolding of weird stuff happened in my life I have not had this boundary challenged one time not one time I haven't even had to say no because no one's approaching me (laughs) to ask me that question it's like I'm sending off energy rays to the world of like don't even don't even come here with that thing right don't even ask me for that favor I'm not it's not gonna happen (laughs) and it's this wonderful life lesson to learn because it's just showing me in every area of my life where I am not setting strong boundaries right where I'm choosing other people over myself where I'm living for other people You know, it's like taking a flashlight and shining that flashlight in all those areas of my life, realizing how draining it is to live that way. And I'm done, like so done from now on. Like watch me be Leia Luna, like watch me embody my inner three-year-old. When you ask me something I don't want to do, no, thank you. Like, no, I don't want to take that photo with you. No, I don't want to do that. Nope. Like, I don't want to, you know, whatever the no is, like I've had a lot of no's in my life manifest in different ways it's just a no. Like I actually don't want to give more fucks about what other people think about me when I say no than I do what I think about me when I say no. And I want to continue to set that really awesome example for my daughter that, hey, if you feel like it's a no, regardless of what that thing is, you stick with that. Like that's your birthright to feel into what you want and then act that way. doesn't mean that you're selfish. doesn't mean that you're like an egomaniac. doesn't mean that you're unhelpful. Like, no, you know, because when, when that similar scenario comes, but inside of me, I feel it's a yes, you know, because I want to give, because I want to help, because I want to save, because I want to fix, 
it's gonna it's gonna come from that place of my own cup overflowing already and my ability to really help in that moment it's gonna be a thousand times greater than when I'm pouring from that empty cup all the time saying yes when I feel like no you know does that make sense that life lesson this that's the one I'm learning right now and it's uh it's a really, really cool one. <laughs> like every time I assert myself with whatever boundary it is, I feel a little, mm. I got to practice that this this week at Envision Festival. And this is like a minor thing. I don't want to, you know, I feel embarrassed talking about it. But for me, for me, it's been a big thing. But in the big scheme of things, it's not huge. But I've had a lot of moments in my life where people um, come up to me and interrupt like an intimate moment because they want to take a photo with me. Like that happens to me all the time. Or they want to say hi. And, you know, it's always positive. It's always beautiful. And and I've always felt like, you know, I'm just so grateful that I have this community. Like, how could I ever turn someone down ever for that? Like, no. So I always say yes, 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 yes. And then the last day at the at Envision Festival just now, it happened, I don't know, 10 times in a row that I was in the middle of a really intimate moment. One of those moments, I was working through a meltdown with my child. Like, imagine I'm like in the middle of a meltdown like screaming, crying toddler. And two people came up and like, hi, oh, we can tell you're kind of busy right now, but can we take a selfie? And I'm just looking at them like, come on, come on, people. Like, can you read the room? Like, you know, you can, you can come back, like find me in 15 minutes. Like, come on, like I'm in the middle of like full force toddler meltdown where I just like looked at them, looked at my kid and I was like, you guys, this is not a good time. Like that, that's, that's a no for me, you know? I love you, but no you know, we'll, we'll find each other another time. And the moment I said that it was like, they both were like, Oh, wait, yeah, this was inappropriate. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, we, we just we just love you a lot. Okay, bye. And then they left, you know, and I had a lot of those little opportunities, like small, where normally, like I have done that in the past, like held a crying baby off to the side to smile for a photo I didn't want to take. And I just feel like every time I do that, it's like small, small, small thing whatever it is, you know, every time that no becomes a yes, it's like I'm stepping on myself a little bit. And I want to declare the rest of this year, a year for Rachel, like I want to do what I want to do. There's going to be moments where I really want to engage with everybody and hug and take pictures and laugh. And it's all wonderful because I want to do it. And then there are moments where I'm like that, like Lea Luna, like walking down the street, like, uh, uh-uh, no, like, don't talk to me, you know? And it's important for me that I get to assert that too, that I get to really feel into what's a yes and what's a no and act accordingly, you know, and not worry about if I'm coming off ungrateful or stupid or conceited or no, you know what? Like my heart matters a lot, a lot. And your heart matters a lot. And if you really take a moment to look at your own life, how many times in a day do you do something that doesn't really feel great, right? That's like, "Mm, I don't want to be in this conversation right now. Or you're pulled into a meeting where you really don't, you know, you don't want to sit there. You don't want to talk about that. You're sitting with your in-laws talking about something that doesn't resonate with who you are as a person, but you swallow it, right? You're gossiping or listening to someone else gossip. You don't want to do that. You stay there anyway because you're polite, You know, the many, many moments in a day we're just pulled into situations where we actually want to be somewhere else. And yeah, we're adults. And yeah, there are moments where you got to suck things up and do it anyway. You know, we got to pay our bills, all that shit. But there are moments where you can just choose to excuse yourself and be like, hey, this is not purposeful for the evolution of my own spiritual awakening. (laughs) I'm going to take a step over here and and talk to someone about something positive instead, if that's what I want to do. Or, 
you know, like not continue sitting silently when people are saying racist shit around the dining table, which I know is something that a lot of us go through, like especially around family holidays and things like moments like that of like, oh, this doesn't sit right with me. Okay, speak up, say something. Yeah, if it's a no, say no. If it's a yes, say yes. And I think life gives us so many of those opportunities to assert ourselves so that when bigger moments come along, like big things, that you won't let yourself get stepped on ever again, right? That you won't let yourself get stepped on, that no one ever will say that their space, their energy, their time is more important than yours. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So <laughs> I feel kind of fired up right now, but I feel really wonderful about the fact that parenting is teaching me lessons left and right, like all day long and learning things from being a mother. And I think we all have these opportunities of learning from the people around us, learning from the people that are the closest to us, and maybe even learning from the people in the moments that challenge us the most, right? So I would love to just take a really deep, full breath in right now. Open the mouth and let it go. What is a life lesson you are learning right now? And where in your life could you set some real serious boundaries right now? Let's take the rest of the day to contemplate this. If you want to journal on this, you can open up a blank page in your journal and just write at the very top of the page, a life lesson I am learning right now is, and then fill in the blank, or a boundary I want to set right now is, and then fill in the blank. Journaling on something just really helps us solidify yeah, the realization, the epiphany that we're having about our lives right now. So continue exploring, continue learning, oh, continue listening, sharing, speaking, breathing, feeling. Above all, continue feeling everything <laughs> as much as you can. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and for holding space for me today. The Yoga Girl podcast will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work, and thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll be back next week.